Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast, and we were doing good, but now it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I'll put this on me. This is Uncle Al calling in from the Garden District here. Uh, We've got a little quarantine happening at the house, so uh, executive producers calling in on this one. Yeah, But we're not phoning it in. Well, maybe, because we're definitely, definitely phoning in. We have one of the few podcasts we don't really have any notes in front of us because there's no guests, there's no research to do, there's no topics other than just just one. And it's one that I kind of need to learn some stuff about, and that's my actions on a Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. Yeah, so Harlow, you want to set the scene for us? I guess it was uh, this past Saturday, LSU-Florida game. You uh you happen to get some tickets? I'll I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, so uh, very excited. Got some tickets to the Florida game from my parents. Shout out dad and mom. Uh, they decided they were not going to go to that game. CBS, lovely lovely bastards, decided to pick up A and M Alabama instead of the LSU Florida game for the two thirty game. So. That meant it was a night game in Tiger Stadium, which meant it was just going to be off the chain. So I talked to Al after he gets back from Oktoberfest, which I guess we'll do in a different podcast, by the way. And I said, Al, you want to go to the game? Are you are you in good graces? Can you sneak away on a Saturday night? He said yes. And at that point, we started figuring out kind of how we were going to crew up. So... My plan was try to get out there by noon, thinking noon for a 7 o'clock game. I should have plenty of time to park wherever I want. That's kind of normally about when I'd get out for a game like this. But uh, fucking college game day had a different idea, didn't they, Al? Yeah, so normally I'm not up very early, but I was up watching college game day, saw a T-shirt I liked, had to get a screen cap of it said Dan Mullen runs the pistol in honor of Aaron Hernandez. And uh, I got a lot of play. We got some play off of that on Twitter, posting that up and uh, got a message from a buddy who wanted me to send him the picture. They wanted to get on in the action, you know, and also shout out to J-Bone. He's a big Aaron Hernandez guy. Also saw another sign I thought was fairly amusing towards the end of game day. Came up in the back and said, I want Corso in my torso. So, Thought that was pretty funny. That you know anything that ESPN wouldn't normally allow in the air that gets on college game day always makes me kind of chuckle. Corso in your torso. What what is that like playing tummy sticks? What what is what do you think that involves? If it I, well, if it's a you're thinking of a guy holding the sign. What if it was a a woman? Um, Corso got that hog on him. Oh, okay. So getting deep in them guts. So I thought those were some good game day signs. And uh, my parents were also going to come into the game, come to the game or come tailgate. Uh, they wanted to see 
my son, since they had been in Oktoberfest and hadn't seen him in a while. And then, um, and then my son and, and Amber and uh, my parents were all going to meet up with Harley and tailgate. So Harley was trying to get out there for 12 and uh, he, he ran into some issues. Yeah. So traffic was backed up parking, all the free parking on the North side or North East side of the stadium was all fucking done. It took me an hour and a half just to park once I got off the interstate because I was right there basically about noon. So about one thirty, I finally fucking park all the way on River Road and literally I might have been one of the last like five cars that got in the fucking free lot. That was abysmal. It, it's some of the worst I've ever seen LSU parking. And that, it was like not even, it was a fucking seven o'clock game. So already starting off bad. So the night before, since, you know, I wanted to get out there by noon, I did something that I'm going to later regret, and that's pick up a gallon of Heisenberg from Coconut Willie's. And I packed a cooler. I had it was a book bag cooler. I parked my truck. And now I'm all the way on the southwest side of campus. I'm trying to go all the way to the northeast near the law tailgate. And I need to pack some Heisenberg for that walk. So I start getting out of the truck and I start trying to move it all the way across campus. Now, Heisenberg, we've mentioned this on the podcast before. There's a very potent daiquiri from Coconut Willie's. Yeah, the first time we ever met Craig, Craig drank like a, a 32 ounce of this Heisenberg. And then one of our other buddies who is not a heavy drinker drank like a quarter of his 32 ounce and was like, I'm buzzing. I'm good. I don't need any more of this. Craig drank the rest of that one. And that was that was the uh, night where I first met Craig and he used one of his famous lines. Uh, I just need a six pack of Bud uh, Bud Light to sober up for his drive home. So it's a little foreshadowing on Craig's multiple uh, run-ins with the law. So it's potent stuff if it can knock someone who weighs 300 pounds, you know. Yeah, so a gallon of that would be a, a tranquilizer for the executive producer. It'd be like me just doing horse tranks. Yeah, and the executive producer is slimmed down. I believe he said he was 158 at the tailgate, so... You know, he's not in, in peak drinking shape. Spoilers. I didn't even realize I brought my weight out. Now, you walked how far from your car to the tailgate, Harley? So, it was like 1.3 miles, and I did it at a 3.0 pace. Because I remember trying to talk shit to Craig, or at least I told you about talking shit to Craig. But if you think about it, I did 1.3 miles at a 3-mile-an-hour pace. Basically, I was walking for 20-ish minutes. And that's a lot of time to drink daiquiris when you're when you're ready to tailgate. Because I've just been in the truck, a good citizen, not drinking and driving to park. And so now I'm trying to get it, and now I'm making up for lost time. Heading by Mike the Tiger, heading by Tiger Stadium, and trying to get to Uncle Al and Marky Mark. Yeah, so since Harley told us he had such a pain in the ass parking, and we were already going to have trouble parking, stroller, car seat, all that kind of business. 
you know, we were like, okay, fuck it. We're just going to walk. And it was only like a 30, 40 minute walk with the stroller and, you know, four people. So we're just pounding beers and drinks as we, you know, make the nice leisurely stroll to, uh, to the tailgate. And it was, you know, the weather had dropped, you know, it'd been 90 for months, 95, 90 for months, even though it's October. So the weather finally dropped and it was in the seventies. It was still a little hot out, but it felt good. So, uh, we met up with the tailgate with Harley, you know, he flashed us his, his blue tongue and, uh, we proceeded to, to start drinking. Yeah. When I got to the tailgate, I, uh, set up a little shop. I, I ran into, uh, Craig who fucks girls or Craig who fucks a girl now. And then I also ran into, uh, young Zachary Corbin, no last names and started, you know, ch- getting the chit chat going, pouring myself some Heisenberg, going and watching the end of the uh, the Georgia South Carolina game, which was on TV. You know, just just mingling, becoming ensconced in the tailgate. So Al came up and saw me, and evidently, I was feeling pretty good. Yeah, Harley was uh, trying to get other people to uh, drink his Heisenberg. You know, since he had already drinking, how how much do you think you had drinking by the time we got there? Probably half. Yeah, so I'm trying to look at some pictures on my phone for where we we did some uh, shenanigans with the with the Heisenberg, and oh oh my god! So y'all y'all, I don't think y'all are drinking the Heisenberg after that, and there's like a quarter of that thing left. That's insane. What the fuck was I doing? All right. I'm sorry, Al. Continue. I had, uh, I think I had drank a cup, a small cup. Amber had drank a small cup and we gave Craig just a little bit and he took it as a shot. He thought it was supposed to be a shot. So I don't know if, I don't think my dad or mom had any. So that was basically all. So basically you drank pretty much the whole gallon by yourself. So wait, hold on. So I don't remember. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe young Zachary had some too, but not very much. Yeah. So if I, I mean, I'm not, you know, great at math I'm, at being an engineer and all, but a gallon's like 64 ounces, give or take. And so you're saying with the small eight ounce cups, maybe at most I gave away 20 ounces or so to, you're talking. I pounded just as much Heisenberg as Craig did, and I weighed probably almost fifty percent less. Yeah. Yeah, that that sounds like a smart decision. Yeah, so that's a recipe for disaster. So, uh, you know, my dad's there, Harley's there. They're they're just basically like yelling around my son, Leo, who's at his first tailgate. He's like, he's like 14 weeks old. So that's three and a half months. And they're just like screaming about John Bell Edwards and, and whatnot. Wait, uh, wait so, I got and, political? And Harley, Harley Stumber, Harley, it was election day. And you're saying you're going to vote that bastard John Bell Edwards out of office. <laughs> You know, Harley's stumbling a little bit. And and I when I knew Harley was really fucked up is when he was t- 
touching Leo's hand going, I'm touching him. I'm touching him. Like it was some, you know, major feat. And then at one point, since I don't know why they cut down on the amount of bath, the porta potties where we tailgate, because there's a lot of people. Apparently they cut it down to only have like three porta potties in the area. So basically everyone's peeing outside. So Amber's got to pee. The first time she went to go pee, it literally took her 30 minutes to go pee. Like Harley Ash, where's Amber at? Like two or three times because she was in the uh, line for the porta potty that long. So the next time she had to go pee, I had to pee at around that time. So we went, found some cars, and just pissed in between them. Kind of not out in, in front of everybody, but we went to go pee. And then we come back. And Harley is now he's holding Leo. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because Harley hasn't held this child um, since he was born. And I, he's gone to give him dap once. But now he's holding him. And uh, and my parents are, are talking about, uh, I guess, if Harley's going to be the godfather for him because he's, he's all liquored up. So they're, they're grilling him now about his – well – uh, Amber just piped in and said she was grilling you about being a godfather, and you were like, "Oh yeah," you were acting like you actually liked babies. That's how you knew you were blackout. Yeah. So at this point, I remember the first time Amber went to the bathroom, and I also remember taking uh, my finger and sticking it towards Leo's hand and watching him grab it, and you and you commenting. You know how you know Harley's super drunk because he's touching the baby. Yeah, so you knew Harley was messed up because he was he was touching the baby, he was holding the baby, and then Amber started grilling him about being the uh, the godfather, and she apparent uh, according to her, she told you that you know if you can raise five dogs, two horses, and a cat or two cats. Uh, fuck, I fucked it up. Five dogs, two cats, and a horse, then you could raise a kid. And you were like, all right, all right, I'll, you know, I, I'll be the godfather. And you were saying that, you know, you were Team Ambo and uh, and all that stuff. I went and started talking shit about Oktoberfest with the Team Ambo stuff? No. no. Oh, okay. No, you didn't start talking shit about Oktoberfest, but you were just trying to tell her that you – you know, you, you were, you were in her corner or some shit and that you, you know, you were team Ambo and that you've always been team Ambo okay. and, she, and she thought it was funny. Okay. So as a friend, I got to kind of apologize to you. seems like a douche friend move to get blackout drunk and then tell your friend's uh, baby mama that you're on her side. Seems like a dick friend move, whether it's true or not still dick. Uh, I wouldn't say, I don't think she took it that way that you were choosing sides or anything. I think you were just trying to be supportive and you were, uh, using lingo that, you know, you found funny. I thought you were going to apologize for yelling at my baby's face, but. Oh, well, I did. Clearly I did not know that that was happening. Uh, anything that you probably said at this point in the podcast, uh, until I tell you I remember is a complete hearsay and I don't believe any of it, but it may make good podcast. So it's basically the Joe Saltage. If I don't remember it, it didn't happen. Uh, theory. Exactly. 
Ooh, hitching your wagon to Joe. <laughs> Not always wise. So um, we tailgate a little bit more, and around 5 o'clock, um, my parents and Amber and Leo um, go walk back to my house because they don't have tickets to the game, and, you know, they're, they're – Amber and, and Leo are pretty much over tailgating. He did pretty well. He ch- we changed him a couple times on the grass. He, uh, he didn't cry. He, you know, he ate a little bit. You know, it was, he, he was about as good as you could hope for at a loud-ass tailgate. We had a little head, you know, noise-canceling headphones. I don't know if they worked or not, but we were sort of away, f- away from the crowd. So it all uh, – his first tailgate experience – Worked pretty well, and uh, even got Harley to hold him, so that was pretty funny. We got a couple funny pictures we may post on uh, IG and Twitter, so be on the lookout for those. Amber also said when you were trying to, like, attach your bag, you had this camo bag that uh, you don't want to take into the stadium, so you kind of unloaded your stuff off uh, so we could take it with us. And she was saying you were trying to – attach your bag to the stroller with these little uh what do they call those rock climbing clips that some people wear on their belts carabiners you were trying to we had some big ass carabiners attached to the stroller to like carry stuff and she's saying you were struggling with that so hard trying to hook your bag to the carabiner on the stroller i must have missed that part well so y'all have my cooler that was one of my questions for you is where's my cooler <laughs> <laughs> We got it. All right, that's that's one for that's one for Blackout Harley. Uh, hitching his cooler. No, that's to... one for Blackout Al right there. Oh wait, so you're claiming the cooler possession here, or you wait? Hold on, did you blackout too? I'm not claiming possession, but I have possession, and possession is nine tenths of the law, bitch. Motherfucker. I also forgot to give you $50 um, for my dad's super contest. Well, 50 fake dollars for my dad's super contest entry, which is probably a good thing because you probably would have lost it. Yeah, I probably would have lost it. But somehow I, I came home with my wallet, my ticket, my – yeah, I don't wait, know. Wait, wait, wait. We can get to that. Okay, go ahead. All right, so everybody left around five – um, me and Harley still had a couple beers left a piece and, uh, we, we were just watching the TV whoa, a little whoa, bit whoa, since on, it was still two hours before the game. I started drinking beer after the Heisenberg. Yeah. Uh, oh. I had some Miller high lifes and you had, you still had like three Bud Lights left. Oh my gosh. I'm an idiot. Okay. Keep, keep going. So I think we both had like three beers a piece. I believe. <laughs> so I had, I was drinking a beer and I had two beers at my feet. I don't know if you drank them, but I think that's what we had. And um, so after all them had left, we were just at the tailgate. Uh, I think most of the people we knew at the tailgate had, had gone to other tailgates or were headed to the stadium or whatever. So there's this uh, regular at this tailgate. I'm not sure what's wrong with him, but he's in a motorized wheelchair He's just having a good time partying like everybody else. I'm not sure if he's drinking, but Kyle likes to have a good time. And he's generally like people like to see him. I I don't know who he is, but whatever. So some song came on, I don't know, back that ass up or chopper style or something like that. 
So he like wheels over to these girls and like, you know, gives them the eye like, Oh, you want to dance with me? But he can't really dance because he's in the wheelchair, but you know, all the girls are nice and kind of, you know, Oh, get into it or whatever. Well, fucking drunk Harley tries to get in on the action and basically just scares everybody away. Like everyone's like, all right, fuck this. And kind of just goes their separate ways. It was classic. It was like Harley dancing back at Fred's free drinks. So wait, so did I, I, so I tried to join in with the handicapped guy or the girls or both the whole, the whole, the whole like lot of them. It was like the handicapped guy and like three or four girls. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I guess when you start telling the story about the handicapped person, I was starting to get really nervous. It was going to be a um a dirt story where he's banging on the porta potties just fucking raising havoc against somebody handicapped. I was I was worrying I was about to get canceled. This isn't that bad. Bad dance moves is in my repertoire. Yeah, that's it's something sober you probably could have done too. So, um so at that point there's not really a good game on TV or whatever. It's, it's getting 5.30-ish. We were like, all right, let's walk to the stadium, you know, see what's going on. It's a little bit of a walk. Um, so we end up walking to the stadium, uh, kind of walk around, looking for a place to piss, looking for a place to piss, can't really find one, say fuck it. We go to our gate, gate 8, around 5.50 p.m., Game starts at seven. I'm I have a beer. I'm still drinking, finishing off a beer, and I have either one or two beers left. Now you're gung ho about going into the stadium, and I'm like, I have some beers here. It's an hour before the game. It's a nice day out. I'm just gonna chill out here, finish my beer. People watch, and then I'll go in the stadium. And you're like, all right, I'll see you in there, and you go in the stadium. Oh, that's a that so seems I'm like a very beer. That seems like a very bad move by me. How am I? Am I like acting? Am I like on autopilot or do am I just like belligerent at this point? I mean, I, I hadn't really put together that you were blackout drunk, but I knew you were. I, I mean, we had known you were pretty drunk for, you know, an hour, two hours at this point. Like my, my mom would just just laugh just looking at you being like, oh, he's fucked up. Um, so I'm, I'm finishing, I'm, I'm drinking a beer out there on the bench. I was sitting next to this older couple originally. They just, there was two people on the bench. I sat down next to them, people watching, they leaving. I crack up my other beer. Nobody sits next to me. Classic me in public. Nobody sitting next to me. And then this, this, another older couple kind of comes by a shorter guy, more attractive wife and they're like putting on they have clothes with tags on them in their hands and they're like putting them on so they don't have to bring bags into the stadium apparently so i'm talking to them for a second as they put these clothes on just you know make it small talk uh my buddy uh nelson sees me out there talk to him for a second uh this guy we know from high school let's call him waldo he spotted me uh talked to him for you know, just a brief second said what up. And then, um, finally finished my beers going to the stadium. Um, I'm, I got a piss still, still never pissed. So I went and gotten the 
you know, bathroom's not that crowded, but I have to pee, but not that bad. So I go and wait in line for the stall since there's only one other line for the stall and there's like four stalls in there. You know, I'm not a big urinal guy. You know, I get a little stage fright, especially with big groups of people. So I'm waiting in line for the stall. Someone else goes, so I'm next in line. Well, what do you know? Before I can go into the open bathroom, you come into that same bathroom and you're looking like you're, you're looking in rough shape. So I'm like, you need to go in here because one, it just opened up. So I let you cut the line. There was people behind me, but I'll let you cut in front of me and go into the stall. Next thing I know, I see your, the back, uh, I see the sole of your shoe peeking out from under the stall. You're pulling a Kaepernick praying to the porcelain God kneeling in, in the toilet. So I, I was like, you okay in there? And then, uh, and then you're like, yeah, yeah. And you take a couple minutes in there and then I go in after you and you don't, you don't wait for me to come out or anything. So I, I look in the toilet. I see on the right rim of the toilet that there's some blue residue <laughs> from the Heisenberg. You puke in the Heisenberg. And I also have a picture of us before, while we were walking to the stadium. You have blue on your ear. I don't I'm know not how, sure how it got there, but yeah, that's, you a, had, that's a mystery. Yeah, so you had Heisenberg everywhere. I have a picture of the toilet seat and a picture of you kneeling in the stall. So uh, maybe we'll get those up on social media too. Well, you sent me the picture of me kneeling in the stall. So uh, Harley pulling that Kaepernick. So, uh, after I'm done peeing, I go get in line for food since it's still like 20 minutes before the game. So I'm waiting in line for food for forever. Um, and what do you know? The shorter guy who was put on a bunch of clothes with the hotter wife is like in uh, a line parallel to me. And I, you know, I'm looking at the, the food behind the thing and they're calling their super pretzels they're calling them bavarian pretzel go oh that's not i was just in oktoberfest that ain't a fucking bavarian pretzel and the 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 guy is like oh you were in oktoberfest i'll go yeah let me pull it up on my phone and show him like a gigantic pretzel from oktoberfest and harley this guy looks so familiar i snuck a picture of him i think he's a famous maybe retired jockey but is this like a full pawn society. Can you ask somebody if they're a jockey? I feel like that's, you know, asking somebody if they're technically a midget. Like I felt like it was uncouth to ask if he was a jockey. No, you, I think you can ask somebody in a way without saying, were you a jockey? You could ask like, you know, are you really familiar? You have a familiar face. Where would I have seen you? You could do something like that. I hate when people say on podcasts, though, where do I know you from? Like, that's a douchey thing. Like, you either know them or you don't. Um, Al, where, what would you feel more douchey about somebody saying, hey, dude, are you a jockey? Or, hey, you look familiar. Like, the you look familiar is way better than, hey, you're a jockey. Because, well, then again, he is short, probably. So, it's just like calling, hey, hey you're short. Right. So, I didn't want to do that. I guess... I guess, uh, yeah, there was, there is a way I could have done it, but 
I guess I was a little drunk and all I was thinking of, this guy's a fucking jockey. I can't say he's a jockey. And when I ended up, you know, I got my food. I, I was texting you like, are you okay? Or whatever. And you didn't respond. You didn't respond. Uh, I ended up getting the Knobloch special once I got there in line. Uh, that's three hot dogs and a nacho and a water for you people. And I also added a beer and I added another hot dog for Harley. So I was going to let Harley have a, a hot dog and a water. And I was going to have a beer in, in the Knobloch special since they have beer in Tiger Stadium now. $8 for a Bud Light, $9 for a Michelob Ultra. Gouging those sorority girls. So when you say you, I thought I I read somewhere where you said you had food for me, but looking back at the slack, I don't see it. Where did you send that to? Oh wait, hold on. There it is. That was on the. Uh, okay, so there you go. You okay, man? Where are you? So these are texts. I didn't realize I got these texts. <laughs> so so evidently at nine twenty one, I text you back drunk period leaving and then i guess by the time at, i at 9 21 no that's what it's no i'm sorry it's probably at 7 721 you're right 721 so the game bob the man can't read military time <laughs> fucking civilians so i'm guessing the game did it start at seven so the game had been going on for 20 minutes or something so you still hadn't been to the seat yet no i was there was I at? I the made it for kickoff. Was I at the seat? No. Okay, so I didn't. Okay, so somewhere in here, I don't. I didn't. I, I remembered messaging you. I just didn't know where it was in. It was in a uh, text. So at some point, this is where I unblack out. Is I'm in the stadium, and I look up, and somebody's telling me I'm in the wrong seat. And I have no clue where I am at this point because I'd just probably been blacked out for fucking four hours. And I, I look I look around and these people are telling me I'm in the wrong seat and I fucking panic. I was just like, oh shit, where the fuck am I? And I start walking down the stairs and I remember kind of like, oh, yep, I'm kind of drunk. I go back to the bathroom. Now, I think this is... Uh, so maybe this is before. No, it couldn't have been when you saw me the first time. I think I must have went back to the bathroom and did some more Kaepernicking in between in between that time because I could not believe I was in the wrong seats. I could like I didn't know where I was. Didn't know if I even had a ticket. These people were pointing at me, and so I was just like, "All right, fuck this." And 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 I heard the one lady go, "He's drunk and fucking passed out." I was like, "Uh oh." I'm out of here. This seems like bad. And I just bolted from the situation, went back to the bathroom and did some more puking. Yeah. I originally went one section over. So I went and crossed to, I think we were in like 242 row 10. So I was in 243 row 10. So I, I moved over there and then apparently um, a, the person with the seat next to us was this lady. I think her name was Cheryl or something. Apparently she knows your dad. So I'm not sure if I should have done it or not, but I kind of said that you were drunk and I, I didn't know where you were uh, and that you were, you know, who your dad was. And that's basically all I told her. But uh, yeah, you never, you never showed up to the seats. 
So I was somewhere in Tiger Stadium in that general area, just nowhere close to the seats. Because when I saw your your uh, Snapchat, you said, ooh, I'm man-spreading or something with this with these cushioned seats. I was not in cushioned seats when I, when I started, like, coming to it. <laughs> so I know I was in the wrong spot, and I remember looking over to my left, and there was literally no one in my row, but there was t- a million people to my right. So I had no clue if, like, I was in some kind of weird section or where the fuck I was. I was in the general area of where I should have been, but I'm not... Yeah, you had to have been in the... You had to have been in the general area because you were in the same bathroom that I I was in at some point. Yeah, but I don't like I don't remember those those people that knew my dad's because evidently they didn't say they saw me right because I've met them before. No, yeah, I don't I don't think you ever yeah. got to those seats. Yeah, so somehow I managed so, to get into the stadium by myself, figure out wherever I was going to puke in probably cut you in line. It probably puked a couple times while I was in there. Ended up in some seats, got fucking so or not sober, but got conscious and then all of a sudden panicked and started leaving the stadium because for whatever reason I was worried about counterflow traffic and that if the game ended I wouldn't be able to drive north and I was going to be driving south forever and I had some I was worried about some stupid shit on my mind. It was Al, I cannot be more embarrassed of leaving the stadium and hearing the cheer, I think it was, for the first fucking touchdown and being by the Mike the Tiger statue on the fucking west side going, you fucking idiot, because I knew I could not go back in. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it was a pretty good game. We went, uh, we went back and forth with them for a while. Yeah, they kind of got lucky on like a, a fourth down jump tip pass from what I remember. And they kept getting big third downs on us. And uh, second half, they opened up with a couple uh, like back-to-back back shoulder throws and catches, which you don't see a lot in college. And once they did that, I was like, oh, shit, we might be in trouble here. But uh, Joe Burrow and the boys kept scoring, and we eventually – Stopped them a couple times and uh, pulled out, got that W and covered. So apparently we averaged like 10 point something yards per play, which is amazing. So uh, overall, good game. Got that W. I ended up, uh, I ended up, I I waited till the game was over, which the game, uh, you know, the result of us having a W was already there. So I waited. And it was just so many people leaving the stadium. Like it's, it took a while and it kind of makes you realize like if something bad were to happen, like a fire or something like that, it would be fucking absolute chaos. It's just so many people. I think Tiger stadium holds like 113,000. It's just, it's fucking ridiculous. And um, so on the way out of the stadium, I'm walking, I'm, you know, I'm, we it's just me so i can kind of fly through groups of people and when i'm crossing the union um there's this there's these three guys one guy pushing a guy in a wheelchair and then another guy that's uh, they're they're there they're, they're i'm walking kind of by the a guy in a wheelchair and this guy and then out of the corner of my left eye i see this just maniac yeah so this guy i see in my left corner of my eye 
he it looked like he ran and like tripped on the curb and ran into a bush kind of like circuit jackass when it first came out how they launched themselves from grocery starts into bushes well it looked like he just like was running tripped and landed into a bush and i was like oh shit that guy's more fucked up than harley and then he comes and talks to um this guy who's pushing the guy in the wheelchair and these are all kind of young kids they look like 20 year old fret fret ish looking but they're not uh, i don't think they're in a fret so then the guy who tripped and who I thought tripped and ran into the bush. Uh, you know, the guy pushing the wheelchair goes, Hey, I heard that bush was talking shit and pointed to the right. And this guy flanks out to the right, gets a running start and he jumps into another group of bushes in the union. I'm like, Oh, these motherfuckers are crazy. He comes out of that bush, comes back to the guy in the wheelchair and the other guy. And, uh, the next, the guy in the wheelchair just like gets up with the other guy and they both jump into a set of bushes. So I'm like, Oh my God, these dudes are fucking nuts. So, and then I'm, I'm walking with them for a little bit. You know how the union has like those railings where it goes down to like the basement of the buildings, like the, the. Yeah. 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 They have, like basements of those school buildings. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. So I'm like, about. hey man, I heard I heard they were talking shit down there, like trying to get those dudes to, to fucking jump ten feet down and uh and I thought that was pretty funny. I was walking with them for a little bit more and then they, they just kept fucking jumping in the bushes and then they got to like a section of porta potties. Uh like two two of them jumped in, one of them got up and like fucking started wailing on the porta potty. I got that on my Snapchat. I'm not sure if you saw it or not. Yeah, and, I saw. Uh, that that was pretty entertaining. And then uh, I went and stopped off at the, I think it's a Circle K down there across from the Canes by the Raw Shop, and there was a line probably twenty people deep. I went to the uh, the beer fridge, got me a big thirty two ounce High Life. Uh, went to the person who was first in line, gave him five bucks. And had to buy my beer, and I walked out of there with a beer for the walk home, which I didn't need a 32 ounce, but it was only a dollar fifty, so might as well just just pick it up and bring it. So uh, it's a little, a little hack for you guys to cut lines. You know, you got that, you got that cheddar. Make it rain in the Circle K, cut the whole line. So uh, I, I ran into some people who, who were walking home in the same direction who saw me do that, who were giving me props, saying that was a high IQ move by me. So that was pretty funny. That is that is absolutely insane. So, uh, like, I can't, I can't believe how much drinking's involved because you kept drinking in the stadium, right? So, like, did you black out at any of this, or did you remember everything? No, I, I remembered everything. I, I I didn't get that drunk, man. I was I was pacing myself with high lifes at the tailgate, you know, uh, and then I had that one little thing a, a Heisenberg. And in the stadium, I, I had that one original beer, and then I wanted another beer. Uh, I guess right before halftime, I went to go pee and maybe get another beer. And since they sell beer now, the lines are long all game long. Like there's no law in the line. Like you think, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go during this thing before halftime or before this, and the line will be short. No, the line's long the entire game long because they're selling beer. At least in my uh, one-game sample size. 
you had that sweet life with Chris. Did you notice that, or you guys were getting free beers and not have to, having to go in the Gen Pop? So they had a bathroom in the stadium club, and it was basically as soon as I walked in, I could pee. So there was never really a, a line at all. So um, I appreciate you letting me cut the puke, though. So that that was probably a that was probably a very very nice move. I'm not talking about line for the bathroom. I'm talking about line to get like beer or food. Oh, I thought you were talking about line. No, so yeah, the beer was basically no line either. I walked up, and they only took credit cards, which I thought sucks. So basically, I'd go get two beers every time, and so it had been like twelve bucks. So I'd walk up, get twelve bucks, get two Bud Lights on draft, and give one to Chen. Yeah, that that's what I did when I finally uh, wanted to get a beer before the third quarter ended. Cause I didn't know if they sold beer in the sold beer in the fourth quarter, since generally stadiums don't do that. Uh, I went and got me, got me two beers. So I drank three beers in the stadium and I drank some beer on the way home. So, uh, but no, I never, I, I was lucid the whole time. I, I didn't, I didn't get blackout drunk like you. So what, what made you want to drive all the way home? Like had you puked out enough that you thought you were good enough to drive and, and beat that contra flow? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm walking out of the stadium. I hear the big cheer. And at this point, like, it was it was like I went from blackout to, like, to sober almost. I felt sober. So I was like, I was like, what the fuck, man? Well, how did I get out of here? So I kept walking a little bit. I got next to the train tracks, and I was like, oh, okay. And I'm feeling a little queasy still, so let me go puke. So I puked a couple times on the walk to the car. So I got to the car, and I had some, like, some like energy drinks and some shit in the back of the truck. So I was like, look, I'm just going to pop one of these open, watch it. They had some people watching the game way over by the parking lot. So I'm sitting there watching some of the game. I'm drinking. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Are you, you're just lurking. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of. I, I said what up to them, but they, they hey, were just. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Step back a couple steps. You smell like fucking puke. <laughs> they didn't. Well, they didn't tell me that. That might have been rude. But I, um, so as I'm as I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm actually feeling I'm not feeling that bad now. I got all my puke out. I'm feeling pretty good. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna go home, beat all this contra flow, make sure I'm I'm good. So I think I ended up getting back to the country right before nine o'clock or something like that. So it took me. It's probably about a thirty minute walk. Uh, so I probably got over there about eight o'clock, hung out for about another thirty thirty ish minutes or so, and then and then drove. And I, I mean, I remember the whole ride home. It, it, it wasn't an issue at all. So I don't, th- I don't know if I would have def- necessarily passed a breathalyzer, but I was not like fucking. I don't feel like I was in any ru- any issue of like running into some running somebody over or shit like that. Probably not the best move as an adult. Uh, should have probably should have just waited and watched most of the game with these guys just lurking. But I at this point I was having like so much fucking FOMO that and I was embarrassed that I wasn't at the fucking game. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I I, I need, just need to get out of here because you know you're watching them go back and forth and you want to sit there and cheer and you can hear the fucking stadium going crazy still from right there and you're going fuck this. So I, I kind of got upset and, and, and went home. And my wife, when I came, walked in, she goes, what the shit are you doing home? Because, again, I'm supposed to be at the game. I was like, uh, mm, yeah, um, mm, we'll talk about it in the morning. 
and so I showered and I just went to sleep. It was it was very unfortunate. So you didn't watch the end of the game? I was watching the game and by that time evidently I had had a long night and went to sleep. Gotcha. Now, how was that hangover like the next day? Uh, so I woke up the next day at 4.30 in the morning and was wide awake. Damn, early in the morning. I, I, well, I, evidently I went to sleep at fucking 9.30, so it wasn't that bad. So I, I get up, I walk, I do, do my normal country chores, feed the dogs, feed the horse. I'm sitting there going, okay, well, what? by the time I do all that, I was like, maybe I'll go for a run. I'm actually not feeling that bad, which is very surprising that I'm not feeling that bad. And uh, I, I drink like kind of a half an energy drink, and I just go, uh, mm, no, nah, I'm, I'm not feeling good yet. Drink, uh, drink a body armor. Still kind of feeling a little fuck, fucking kind of bad. And then I ended up going up in the man cave and turning on uh, – Breaking Bad, the El Camino, and then just got kind of mad because I was watching the Heisenberg-type show after Heisenberg fucking me out of the Florida experience and making kind of wasn't feeling good, so I probably shouldn't have done that, Watch it, and then just watched a bunch of football. Actually was relatively uh, feeling okay sat, uh, Sunday, which very surprising based on my not remembering four hours of my day and to top that off, your mom sends me fucking pictures of me holding the baby, and I go, I, I was, I was like, I don't, I don't can't believe I did this. I, I don't understand how I would have done this. And I sent back thanks. Don't remember any of this. And she laughed at me. And I was, I was sitting at that point. I was going, Oh my god, what else did I fucking do during this time? Because if I held the baby, I could have done fucking anything. Uh, I love Harley's night, nightmare blackout scenario is holding a baby. It's a gateway drug. It's something that I I never do. It's something I have no desire to do, and I'm doing it, which means I'm I'm at wild card, bitches. Like I I could possibly do anything at this point. P- public urination, uh, peeing my pants. Oh, that definitely happened. You were public urinating. You were pissing right by the tailgate, right by Corbin's car. Yeah, but I think I remember opening the door the, at least the first two times I did it. Now, I don't know if I just started whipping out and peeing in the car. That would have been bad. Another thing. I think at, I think at one point my dad was like, you went to go pee, and then my dad was like, all right, now that you peed and I washed your back, I'm going to pee and you watch my back to, you know, whatever, stand guard while he was peeing. And he said that once he started peeing, he just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of remember that. I, I I remember that a little bit, but that was because I needed more drink. So I kind of just turned around and got some more drink, if I remember that. So that's a uh, oh. bad friend there. Also, bad second son. Um, I didn't realize this until, I guess, Monday. Apparently some douchebag Alabama fan from Virginia called in a bomb threat in Tiger Stadium for the Elish for the game while I was there. And um he said he did it because his friend was about to lose a bet or something. Uh I don't remember any the game stopping or anything for this bomb threat. So uh 
Shout out to LSU security for doing a quick pat down and, and not stopping the game or, or, or anything or evacuating the stadium. Shout out to you guys. And that guy is fuck that dude of the week for sure. I don't know, but if you're if you're his friend, I mean, he's quite the friend. Now he didn't he didn't succeed and ruined his ruined his career. So probably not. You're you're not you're not getting another favor from this guy. But evidently, you had a strong bond because this guy went ahead and called in a bomb threat and tried to save your bet. Because if it doesn't go forty five minutes, it don't fucking count. Yeah, but. Do you think this is a classic asking for a friend? That friend was probably him losing the bet and going full tilt. Oh, so you think this is friend's bet's a cover-up? Is this conspiracy theory? I mean, it seems super obvious. Who who would call in a bomb threat for another guy about to lose money? I wouldn't do that. Now, if I'm about to fucking lose my shirt, metaphorically speaking on a bet and I'm running out of options. You know, my, my bookie's going to break my kneecaps. Then, you know, maybe you might get into that. But if, if you're losing, if you're going to lose a bet, Harley, I'm not calling it a bomb threat for your ass. You made that fucking bet. You got to fucking live with it. As de- a degenerate, I completely and a hundred percent back your, your statement there about you wouldn't bail me out of a bet. I'm a degenerate. I made my grave. I sleep in it. What I would say is I could see me and you sitting there and you having a thousand dollars on a game, you know, when we're rolling and, you know, really, really up there in a couple years when this podcast goes mega platinum and saying, Hey, uh, dude, if you, uh, I'm about to lose this. If you can figure out a way how to get this bet, canceled and refund i'll give you half of it so now you're saying five hundred dollars i might try some shit for five hundred dollars now not bomb threat um so i don't know what i would try but i would definitely entertain if i got half the juice back of your bet would you uh go and use the moniker you used to play video games by and do a streak for five hundred dollars i think that wouldn't necessarily stop the game uh, to, like, make it cancel. But it could kill their momentum. Uh, well, so I, I'm pretty sure I'd be a cult hero if I ran across the field and then all of a sudden all these people's bets won. And then I'd also be probably a, a, a cult villain, if that's a, such a thing, for all the people's bets that lost. But then the people that lost can blame it on my naked ass. I think that's a win for everybody. So I think... Anytime you have a streaker happen and then the momentum of the game changes, I think we should honor that man or woman. Yeah, that was the most exciting part of the Champions League final was when that chick stormed the uh, stormed the field in a low cut tank top. Oh yeah, that's that's always so, that's always got good. that going for now now. Now, if you went to go streak, would you would you write Talking Small podcast somewhere on your body like they used to write uh, Golden Palace or or whatever they used to put on people's back during boxing matches for advertising? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, I think if I'm agreeing to do this, I'm probably not in the right frame of mind. So I'm pretty sure whoever convinced me to do this could just write whatever they wanted on me. I'd hope a friend would write Talking Small Podcast at least. 
on me, but uh, you know, I'm probably at the mercy of whoever's coaxing me into doing this at the time. So basically, you have to be in a blackout scenario like you were last Saturday. Yeah, that was the best chance for me to streak on the field. I still, I dude, I was in a funk like all the way to Tuesday. Like I just felt like. I can't believe I did this. Like I'm showing up to work and people know I was at the game. And I kept thinking like, what am I going to tell somebody when they ask me how the game was? And my response every time has been, don't, don't really remember anything. And everybody just laughs and I don't get a follow up question. It has been amazing that no one's came back to me and be like, no, seriously, how the game was. And they, from what I remember, it was awesome. And that's all I say. Yeah, I mean, your work is a lot like my work. They don't ask questions because they don't really care. I've, you know, it's been so long since we've recorded the podcast. I think I've shaved my patch in the back of my head that I grew for three years. And uh, only two people at work in the, I guess, month I've shaved it. And I had this thing for three fucking years. Only two people. And they were both in my office at the same time. So only two people have commented on my hair changing. So people really don't give a shit. Three years, dude. I've been married longer than three years. There's no way that patch has only been three years. You might have been. Th- what do you mean you've been married longer than three years? You've had that. You had that patch when I got of course. married. You had that patch when I got married. No, I didn't. Dude, you've had no, that. Pa- you had that patch since we were like you were out the year out of college. You didn't have that. You didn't. You didn't have that patch when we got married. Uh, when you got married, I almost said we got married. You didn't have. I didn't have a patch when we started the Talking Small podcast. What? Yeah. Okay. I'm. I. I uh, the, the patch. The patch was created. Uh, when Bob was living. When Bob was backroom. Bob living. Living with me. I think it was 2000 July. It was either July or June around July or June 15th of 2016. You might. That's no, when the you, patch originated. No, no, no way, dude. You definitely had that patch at some point. Well, before that, dude, you had, uh, this is, this, this is one of those things where I thought you had that patch for years. I might've lied on the podcast I think J Bone asked me that. I said three question. years. That's a fucking long time. Well, yeah, no shit. But I thought it was before. Ah, uh, mm. I'm now you got me going back and looking at photos of in my phone, and surprisingly, I don't have that many of you. <laughs> Evidently, not great friends. How dare you? But um, I have a bunch of you blacked out. Well, that's, you know, that's what friends are for. I got a couple of Craig blacked out on here. Um, favorite one is him and the beef jerky. That's got to be my all-time. I just scrolled past that one. That, one, <laughs> that, that one's so that's good. That's a classic. It's so good. Um, So still looking around. I, I, the only ones I have of you are the kind of the front of your head. Oh, there's Michael Chen sleeping on Joe's bachelor party. That's a good picture. This is a fun segment. Harley looks through his phone and comments on pictures that no one else can see. Is he is he sleeping with Craig? Got him. Um, there's you getting kissed in the face by Kit Kat. Um, shout out to Bob who fucked Kit Kat. Uh, yeah. I, so. Uh, yeah, Al. I, 
you, you may be you may be right. Maybe I'm just misremembering because uh, I've yet to see see. Oh, now you just sent me more pictures, so I can you know this is gonna be fun. Uh, me me Heisman posing on the thing that says law. That's a, yeah, that was a shout out to Chris and Third Reich. But can you scroll up a little bit? Do you see that that picture of that guy? That's the jockey guy. That was the best kind of picture I could sneak of him. I'm not sure. You can't really you can't really get his essence. Um, no, I can't. From he, that, but. I, he doesn't look familiar to me. I was thinking I had one of them pictured in my head, but he that guy, not him. But he could have been a jockey. You should have asked. If, hey, if you're the jockey and you're listening, hey, give us a call. We'd love to have you on the pod. Uh, having a jockey on the pod, hey, you know what you should do? Send that picture to Dirt and see if he knows. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a jockey on the pod so we finally have one person who knows something about horses. Fuck you, Dirt. Yeah, true that. All right, well, I think that pretty much wraps up uh, Harley and my Saturday. It's a pretty good Saturday for me. Not so great for Harley, but still, still a pretty good time. Yeah. And the Tigers got that W, which is pretty much the most important thing. And Harley not getting arrested, like uh, some other people we know drink and get arrested. So I would say that um, overall, Saturday for me was uh, is one of my more em- embarrassing. Is not the right word. Just a demoralizing day because I could, I was so ready for this fucking game, and then to potentially not have seen a single snap of it, I, I it's, that's just terrible. And I'm upset with myself. I'm upset as a Tiger fan, and I was not in there just berating the refs in Florida, and I didn't get to do the Florida chop. So I'm I'm upset, and you know what? I got to do better next time. Uh, good thing Auburn's a 2.30 game, so I won't have nearly as much time to get drunk, and uh, I won't have tickets to it, so I won't be able to disappoint myself. <laughs> I was about to say, when your parents going to give you – when is dad and mom going to give you tickets so you can uh, try to earn your fan card back? Uh, dude, I, I really think, like, they're slow playing this. I hadn't heard from them. I think they know I didn't show up to the game, and I think th- – I think they know I was too drunk. And so they're kind of slow playing. It's my grandma's birthday this weekend. So I got to go see them on Saturday. And I'm thinking I'm going to shout catch out to some, grandma, Betty. Yeah. I think I'm going to catch some shit. And if you know, they don't know my sister's going to listen to the podcast and tell them. So Danielle, don't be a narc. Okay. The episode that you and Jay, she, did, did she really? Yeah. She listens. Does she really listen to the podcast? Yeah, she listens. We get we get views from Austin. Uh, I'm assuming they're okay. her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, well, I guess I have to. I guess we can do a confession segment. Confessions. I never listened to the Dan Bleasy J Bone podcast. Okay, that's that's fine. They they um. They I think it came out okay. Um, J Bone and Danielle were both like the podcast. Uh, as the third wheel on it, it could uh, it could have done a, we could have done a little better, but uh, I think it was a, a definitely a quality podcast as all of them are. Podcast Platinum, shout out J Bone for quoting that. And uh, you know, 
we talk we we do talk about you a little bit on there, Al. But I don't think I shit on you that much. Uh, I think I was just more trying to name your uh, theoretical cat since Ambo sent a snap about you getting a cat. And we also had some conspiracy theories of why you shaved the patch. So the viewers probably already knew you got rid of the patch. Okay, well, uh, you know, I'll pull Bob, and now that I know I got mentioned, maybe I'll go back and listen to it. Thank you. All right, so thanks for uh, joining and keeping me out of the quarantine zone there, Uncle Al. Sorry, guys, for this uh, Skype or Google Hangout podcast. It, it's kind of tough. There's a little bit of lag here, so there will be some editing and stuff like that. Hey, if I get lazy and don't edit it perfectly, guess what? Just let me know, and I'll do it better next Suck time. Suck that tiger dick, bitch. I didn't get to say that in the stadium. I'm just so fucking bad about it. Fuck.